Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. How are you, Dan? Great. Uh, it's a lovely, lovely day here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Rain City Supercars is brought to you by Haggerty, Drivers Club, Rainier Beer, Rainier Beer, Carter Subaru, and Avance. And Avance. <laughs> like I should. I'm <laughs> like pointing. At I the know shirt. we need we need to write things down more. <laughs> although although we are very picky with our. Sponsors. I'm still recovering from last week. Are you? Yeah. Did you have a rough week? Nah, just long. Long, long week. Well, you're working too hard. Nah. I mean, multiple jobs at the carnival, one at the fair. Well, it's harder to keep track of you know, that way. Playing for Geek Squad at Best Buy. I mean, it's tough. <laughs> so. I'm your Geek Squad. I know. Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> so, it's uh, it's a little bit of a rare episode. We haven't done one of these in a while. It's yeah. just Dan and I. I know. Uh, mostly because we didn't have enough money this week to buy a guest, so uh, here we are. <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> we're overbooking them the next few weeks. Yeah, it's oh, there's going to be some really, really great episodes coming up. We don't like to give anything away because one, things get moved around, and two, we don't like to give things away. Yeah, yeah. I like my secrets. Secrets don't make friends, <laughs> but friends make secrets. No, it was a really busy week. It was a good one though. Uh, we had Mark Manson in town, hosted at Drivers Club here. Yeah, I missed that. Where we're recording from as usual. Yeah, how was it? Awesome. Um, obviously, we've all read a lot of his books. Um, so, I mean, you originally introduced me to him for Models. Yep. Which is a, a wonderful book if you're looking to date or just looking for life lessons. Yeah, it's it's kind of disguised as a dating book, but it's not really once you read it. It's kind no. of his stick, though. All of his books have somewhat, the titles sort of allude to a bigger a bigger story. Interesting. Yeah, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, and then Everything is F'd. I was wondering how you were going to edit that for PG-13 this. PG-13 yeah, this yeah. episode right here. Very well done. Yeah. But Very well done. It's cool to see him speak and talk to him and meet him. Um, I have a, a coworker at work who has his last book in the window. Like, if you walk to the cafe, you can't help but not see the orange book. That's The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. And so I got Mark to sign a copy, and I left it on his desk. He was out all this week, so he came back and emailed me this morning. He's like, oh, I can't believe you got this. So... That was pretty cool. Yeah, just wandering around people's desks. That's not creepy at all, Dan. It's an open uh, workspace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not if you open their door and walk in. <laughs> See, open workspace. <laughs> See, there we go. That's good. Are you enjoying the new car? I'm loving it. <laughs> I actually had the opportunity to, to take a uh, small ride in it a couple of times, and it's that's insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. All Absolutely. that power like the, like the Corvette, but with traction and refinement. And very comfortable. Yeah, Absolutely it's a very, very comfortable, comfortable I mean, car. You know. You would think of that price point, it would be, but it was that was a lot of fun. Um, I look forward to many, many miles in that car. Yeah, there will be. I'm already planning a lot of trips. I've got uh, one coming up to Jackson. I'm going to sneak away to that. Um, I've got a couple up north. I want to do a Whistler drive. Got to do a Whistler drive. That's just well, yes. I mean, it's a Dan Speck white car with black interior. It has to go see snow. <laughs> well, there probably isn't any up there now, but yeah. Yeah. You going to go up and go mountain biking? No. I know what a big mountain biker you are. <laughs> Being bicycles don't get along. Yeah. <laughs> motorcycles, sure. Bicycles, sure. not so much. Yeah, right. You've only hit a few things on a motorcycle. Yeah. Stumps. Yeah. How's your knee? <laughs> it's still <laughs> meshed two pieces into one oh, now. Oh, lovely. That's a yeah. wonderful visual. Wonderful, Great wonderful doctor. visual. <laughs> yeah. How nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it is, tis the season for road trips, though, man. It, uh, it's starting to get nice around here, which is surprising because usually I always say that it, the sun doesn't start coming out till like, you know, the 4th of July, but which I, I keep forgetting. We're getting closer and closer to. It usually goes away, though. Yeah. Remember, the tradition is that it rains. Mm-hmm. I think the, tradi- the new tradition now is that we're just covered in smoke for the next two months. But Ah, uh, the fires, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't start them this year. Yeah, let's hope so There not. you go. There you go. Problem solved. Yeah, I was driving across the country through South Dakota, even in uh, Iowa. I could, there was still smoke from the fires there from Canada. Oh, wow. They had blown that far south. Yeah. Did you go through any of those areas that uh, had the, the hurricanes and things like that? The not tornadoes. The hurricanes, but the tornadoes? Uh, that was just south of me, actually, although I was told the day before I was in Joliet, Illinois, that the, uh, the tornado sirens were going off. Oh, how lovely. So the day before, I missed them by a solid day. Well, that's probably smart. Yeah. Better, better to be late than early, especially <laughs> for a tornado. Good God. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to be early for one. I, mean, <laughs> I thought it would be kind of cool to see one in the distance, but uh, no. There's some like there's a photo like, that came of those, and there's a guy like mowing his lawn and one's in the background. He's like, I kept looking back. <laughs> Is your lawn that important? Like, 
Yeah, at least you don't have to clean up the clippings then. Tornado does it for you, so it's nicer that way. <laughs> they turn into 100-mile-an-hour razor blades instead? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. You ever seen a piece of grass stuck in a fence? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fun like that. No, I mean, it is uh, it is definitely becoming road trip season. We want to kind of talk about that, but there's a lot going on in the car world. I mean, yeah. uh, we, were, we were sitting here at Driver's Club earlier kind of prepping for this, and the big talk was, and actually I hadn't even watched it or heard about it, was the F1 race and the winning by being in second place. <laughs> yeah. Um, the more we looked into that, I've read so many articles on that, trying to get different perspectives because there's the way they called that was through a third closed circuit camera view that we couldn't see. And it was based on his driver inputs after that pass. Like it wasn't just what we saw on the air. Like there was a lot that went into that penalty decision. It's a very controversial one because obviously Mercedes just killing it this year. And for From what I hear, it kind of took all the uh, the fun out of the air here at Drivers Club when they were watching it. <laughs> for all the Ferrari fans, but yeah, if you watch it, like I mean, I've now watched it for yeah, Carl's jumping up and down because he's a Lewis Hamilton fan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, from what the, from what you can see, it looks like he you know he loses control, goes across the uh, the grass, and then comes back up. <laughs> Carl is jumping up and down with the the magazine, the Road Rat, which I want to talk about a little bit later. Oh yeah, we should with that picture of uh, Lewis Hamilton on the front of the first episode, but or the first issue, but. Uh, it um, it's causing some uh, some grief in the uh, world. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of angry people over there. Well, it's a controversial decision, but uh, the more I read up on it, the more I kind of understand where they're coming from. Which is, I mean, with this say with, it. with this much hubbub, I think this F1 thing's going to catch on eventually. People are going to start thinking it's a sport, right? <laughs> so maybe if they pay those guys more. You know, that has been the problem: is not That's equal right. pay uh, for men in motorsports. Yeah, getting your G5 versus your G6. That's I mean, the problem. That's you know, <laughs> how many windows do you need in your Gulfstream? That's right. You know, exactly. <laughs> do you need different rooms? Does this plane come with a garage? 130-foot yacht, 120-foot yacht. I mean, Tell you. I'd be pissed too. I, I used to work in the aircraft business and doing that stuff, and some of the stuff I've seen on planes, you just go, why? Why do you need that? <laughs> yeah, I have a friend of mine who retrofits uh, jumbo jets into private planes. Yeah. And some of the stuff he installs. No, you can't have a hot tub. <laughs> but why? <laughs> then, and then they're like, another 10 million bucks goes up. Here's your hot tub. Never mind. Here's a hot tub <laughs> with a really good lid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll tell, I'll tell you. It's been technology, right? Yeah. I'll tell you. Everything in the world from people, you know, taking their Model 3s, going down the L.A. freeway and sitting in the back seat to... <laughs> Yeah, I saw that controversy this week, too. And I'm not sure why people are doing this. Please, oh, I know why. Please drive your own car just because your car can drive itself. This is a public service announcement for Rain City Supercars. <laughs> yes. Drive your own car. <laughs> I should. I never thought we'd get to a point where I would have to say that. Like, get in the front seat and drive your own car. Well, the downside of advanced technology is that they've built a better idiot. Well, no, but I mean, like, just go the way we th- we're expecting it to go. Build a robot that drives the car. So you see something in there, and then I'm fine with it, <laughs> you know, until <laughs> Grandma gets run over by a T, you know, T6 Terminator. But other than that, <laughs> it's just... It was her time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the AI made a value judgment. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> Tell ya. Yeah. So what's coming up for you this summer? Um, there's a lot coming up. It's kind of what we wanted to talk about on the show is it is that season where we're all of a sudden we're planning all this stuff out and there's so much going on. It went from like, it, fe- it feels like it went from nothing and we're looking for car events like, oh, we want to do something. Well, there's this parking garage that's got something going on. We have to go to that. Yeah. We're like, let's not do that too. All of a sudden, every single weekend and then on weeknights, there's always events. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously, the, the with the weather being as nice as it is, the, the car events are really picking up. I mean, exotics, obviously has been huge. Um, there's a ton of driving events around here. All the clubs, everything from the Porsche Club, McLaren Club, uh, people like that, they're all starting to get out there and, and organize drives. Um, you know, t- from one of our f- our, uh, our sponsors, Avance, I mean, they, you know, they're doing tons of stuff, which we'll talk about later, but I mean, they, they're really finally getting, in fact, this mean, th- it means it's official now. There are stickers oh, it's true. for Avance we Off-Road. So, I mean, we'll talk about this uh, later, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a thing. That uh, that so, event looked pretty cool. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Haggerty's got always good stuff. If For those of you, you don't have to have a car insured with Haggerty. They have the Haggerty Drivers Club you can be a part of, and which is like roadside assistance and stuff like that. Really good stuff. But they have a ton of events. Haggerty is always doing stuff all summer long, even into the rainy season, which we know of. Aren't they doing something down at the Seattle Art Museum? Yeah, Rally for Sam is June 28th and 29th. Uh, Haggerty will be behind that. And then Great Race ends at ACM... Uh, America's Car Museum, of course. That's going to be really neat. Yeah, America's Car Museum always has awesome stuff going on. That's Sunday, June 30th. 
So yeah. Haggerty's also a sponsor of that as well. So, like, yeah, if you need something to do, get a hold of Haggerty or America's Car Museum. Go see Chrissy down there. Just or if you need to, you can message us. We'll tell you where to go. Yeah, we'll put you in contact with uh, anybody who's. Or if we to annoy you, we'll tell you where we're going, so you can go somewhere else. Yeah, plain and simple. <laughs> it's much simpler that way. Much much simpler that way. I mean, uh, you know, we're going to get into this a little bit deeper in the next segment, but we're going to be talking about road trips and prepping for road trips. And uh, one of the kind of the little tips we want to talk to you about now for our, our Carter, Subaru, Carter Subaru tip of the day was kind of road trip planning and the fact of not not just going in and plugging in, going to Google and saying, I want to go to you know, yeah, Jackson Hole. That's the Hole. worst way to get somewhere. Um, so yeah, don't just get there. You should enjoy, enjoy the, the drive. drive. Yeah, 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 you should absolutely do that. Somebody should write that, that down. Write that, that down. down. Yeah. yeah, write that down. If you haven't heard that before, exactly. I know it's new, but <laughs> yeah. So where'd you come up with that? That's great. That should be a sticker. We should make it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, uh, everybody says, I do get that question a lot. What's the first thing you do? How do I prep for a road trip? Things like that. It starts before I ever even look at the car or anything like that. I do use Google Maps preferably more than others, but there's also things you got to consider like road closures. And I don't mean like track construction. I mean seasonal closures. Um, And then... I go. I look at my destination, then I zoom out and I look at all the roads in between. Then I go on to Bing Maps, actually, because I want a second, basically I want a second opinion. And then I punch that route into Road Trippers. And if anybody hasn't heard of Road Trippers, uh, it's basically the best way to find attractions on the way to where you're going. You can add it by points of view, uh, food, anything you can think of. It's all plotted in Ooh, Road food. Trippers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, it gets a little slow, but you can get up to, I think, 60 points to your destination. So you can add stops. This is great when I'm going to Arizona. I still divide it into two trips. World's largest frying pan, world's largest yes. ball of yarn. Um, I found the Flintstones original campground when I went down there. That was terrible and depressing. <laughs> it was like, wow, this is how Scooby-Doo episodes start. <laughs> You've got like Scooby-Doo starts at the Flintstones. That's, I think that's the reverse. It's okay. the old broken down amusement park where there's some ghost. It was like, that's what this was. Oh, my God. I didn't know that existed. <laughs> that sounds creepy. I want to go now. Yeah, so if like, and if you're going to the like Wyoming, Utah area, there's all these all of a sudden like this. You'll see these fossil museums. They're everywhere down there. It's like, look at these fossils, dinosaur fossils, because that's where they all are. So it's a hot spot for digging stuff like that. Well, 99% of them are just road tra- or just uh, tourist traps. So if you want to look for something like that, you got a family. You're doing a family trip. This is where that that uh, website really shines. And they're not a sponsor. They didn't pay me pay me to do this. This is just a tool I use that everyone should know about. But when it comes to start planning a road trip and getting ready, that's where you want to start. Google Maps, Bing Maps, and then road trippers. Just run out in the desert in Arizona or California. You'll find somewhere that Michael Bay blew up on Transformers. Pretty much. Uh, the Porsche website also actually has a bunch of uh, crowd-fed roads. People come oh. in. And oh, now, now we're talking about the Porsche website all of a sudden? Yeah. Gee, what's the connection? <laughs> They're the only ones that do it. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. No, yeah. Well, I mean, this, this little brief planning uh, of, a, of a road trip is obviously brought to you by Carter Subaru. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go into a little bit more detail on the, the su- our summer plans, what we're, what's going on, where we're going, where we're not going, where we're not welcome to go anymore, things of where that nature. Where you should go. Where you should go. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. And we're back. Here we are. Here we are. Don't have to go to the bathroom anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you looking forward to most besides the Seamount Rally and the Endurance Weekend? What are you looking uh, forward to most this summer to drive to? To, to drive, drive to? To drive like to. A hot, like like a, a big drive? Yeah. Ooh. You know, it's funny because I think a lot of people assume that we're out driving every weekend and we're not. Um, we don't – I haven't planned any trips. Really? I had you – know, well – I mean, without detail, I had I had a bunch of stuff planned this this summer that kind of got derailed, um, and so I'm I'm replanning my summer, which is which is fine. Um, I don't, but I don't. I, I I've been thinking about Whistler. Um, we keep going around circles on that. I, I know, and, and it's just about honestly, it's about finding the time to do it. It's it's and getting and getting everybody to go. Like you know, we we I always like to go with people. Like I'm, I've never been one of those people that can I can go on long, long distance drives like that by myself. Like I know you can yeah. and you're very good at that. And I, 
for lack of a better word, get too in my head, and I'm like, and I end up, end up not like not going as far as I want to go, or like you know, I'm fine to get in the car, drive, take the Triumph, and then drive out. I mean, drive to the other side of the pass or something, come back. Like I'm good with that. But long, long distances in the car with my own head, like I, I just can't get along with myself. So it's I just turn like, into the world's best slash worst karaoke singer. Do you? Oh, oh I yeah. sing. Yeah. <laughs> Top of my lungs, mm-hmm. belting it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know. And everybody knows that you know you own the Frozen soundtrack. I mean, and not by own it. I mean, I mean you can hit every note. <laughs> And and you do not, uh, for lack of a better word, let it go. So I'm I'm impressed by that. That's definitely Amanda's thing. Um, one of my favorite, one of the events that I'm really excited about is some is Radwood. Yeah, coming to LeMay and with and they're partnering with Avance and things like that. I'm I'm really excited just because I have always been a, obviously being, being child children of the '80s. I'm I'm a huge fan of the '80s, the neon. I mean, I'm I'm excited. Like that's something I'm really looking forward to. And they got the perfect spot at America's Car Museum there. Oh heck yeah, it's going to be great. You know, uh, I'm. They got a bunch of things coming up. That's another event that I'm excited about. Is um, I think, and they've announced it at, at, at America's Car Museum. Is they're doing an RWB build? That's right. Yeah, which is going to be really cool. Um, I'd like to get a drive out to the peninsula. I mean, you and I have talked about that going out to uh, not what is it Nanaimo? No, Nia Bay. Nia Bay. Sorry, the farthest northwest point in the lower 48 states. Yes, that. I mean, if we're going to label it, yeah. <laughs> so for the. Our topic for this this week's podcast is what are our favorite places to go to drive? And we decided, we were talking about, like, well, we've kind of covered that a little bit. We've had our, you should go eat here. I mean, it's like, yeah, go to Salish Lodge. That's our perfect little shot after uh, exotics or just for a, a good date night. But uh, the places we go and beyond. And while we are a Northwest-based supercar show, we tend to, I tend to travel a lot as far away from here as I can. Um and I don't just mean the 3,000-mile drive to pick up a car across the country. I do not recommend that unless you have a reason to stop along the way because driving east coast to west coast is pretty much terrible until if anything, west you, Montana. you recommend doing it and taking a longer time. Yeah, this is not a, it's not a rush trip because I, to do it right, you'd go either go up into Canada or you'd go way south and do like the whiskey tour and hit the Smoky Mountains. And There's a ton of stuff to see, but if, you, if it's a rush, man, ship your car. If only had somebody had suggested you do that. Um, <laughs> well, no, I, mean, I, I went to see my sister and see some friends. Fair enough, that I was you long were nice. overdue. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, yeah, I got to see a good friend and see my family. But other than that, um, so one of my favorite trips uh, that I do for an extended weekend is Whistler. We huh. talked about it earlier, but the Sea to Sky Highway is one of the most beautiful drives you ever do. And I'm bringing it up because while that might seem obvious, so many people I know have for some reason not done that drive. And Whistler is an easy single day drive. It's not a long drive at all. And it's very entertaining to drive the, the whole border's time. The border's the longest thing about it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they used to they used to have toll bridges up there. Unlike our government, they actually stopped the tolling once they hit a certain point. Kind of amazing. Got to give Canada some credit there. Uh, so you can there's looking. I tell everybody on the map if you're going to Whistler, you only make one real turn. You take a right to get on Highway One, and then you're at Whistler. <laughs> you go straight up, then you take a right, and you're there, <laughs> and that's it. Um, but on the way, they have the new. Um, there's a new. It's not a. It's, it's a bridge technically, but it's a. It's a viewpoint on the way, a glass uh, viewpoint that looks out over the ocean. I had no idea. Yeah, and so it's been up there for a while now, and it's usually very busy. The best time to go up to Whistler this time of year, it's packed because of downhill uh, mountain biking. People think it's going to be quiet because it's uh, like, oh, there's no snow up there, so it'll be quieter. No, no. it's like world renowned as the best place to downhill mountain bike. Well, it is the best place to downhill mountain bike in North America. And, and if if you do like mountain mountain biking, um, coming works. from the past and that Crankworks is great, but go get go there and you don't have to. Build, they can rent bikes and there's a lot of really fun trails that aren't vicious mountain bike trails. It's a really great place to ride bikes. Yeah, and it's you're not getting some cheap hand-me-down throwaway bike. They have really full built downhill mountain bikes, have, so it's a great destination. Yeah, GT sponsors them and they've got some of the best downhill bikes in the world. Yep, so, exactly. Yeah. And so. Uh, if you want f- for a long drive, I've done this a few times. It used to be pretty bad, but you can keep going past Whistler, up to Pemberton and around the top, and then come back down the other side through a Soyuz and then take Highway 20 back. That'll put you into wine country. That'll You'll see some beautiful scenery. Um, you will need some bug spray and probably a lot of glass cleaner. <laughs> and you'll go through a lot of expensive gas. You get a lot of Canadians on your windshield. Yeah. <laughs> they scrape off easily. Bugs going, what about it? What about it? <laughs> the moose don't move so much. Nope. But uh, it is one of the more beautiful drives I've done. The road used to be terrible. Like I said, it is pretty well now. I did it in my Z06, which tells you a lot that it's doable in anything. Sure. Uh, for the off-roaders, now that Avance is an off-road meet, there is a section of highway that runs uh, – what's the lake up there? Uh, I'll put it on the on the episode there. There's a lake. 
But anyway, you can drive, you can skip the entire highway section and drive for almost 150 miles off-road. And it's a bypass for the mountains up there. You're talking about the Sea to Sky? No, it's like basically going dead center straight up across the border. But uh, I've done most of it. I've done part of it in the Land Cruiser, and I just ran at a time. But uh, anyway, there's a lot of destinations up there. And if you want a long weekend or even better, do this during the week. If you have that option available to you and you can leave on like a Tuesday morning and come back on a Friday, you'll skip all the crowds. You'll get way cheaper and way better hotels. Uh, The Four Seasons suddenly becomes affordable during the week up there. Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for if you want a luxury hotel. hotel getaway then yeah i mean you know i i I love going to whistler but one of my i'm starting to think about it one of my the best drives i love doing and we talked about nia bay but it's is going up around the peninsula coming down through forks which by the way don't you know forks can be missed um (laughs) just so we're clear yeah Uh, unless you were a huge twilight fan i don't well even if you're a twilight fan it's it's horrible (laughs) um and then uh, well so was twilight so that works out there's a wonderful (laughs) little town in in southern well it's, it's on the peninsula called seabrook and it didn't used to be a town. It used to be this just like little grocery store. And then they started building these homes and people were buying these homes and they rent and it's a, they rent them out. It's a great place. We've done it several times with the exotic guys in the, in the past where you get like five people together, six people, and you all rent a house. And it's a lot of fun. And don't it's stay what, in lot nine. Don't stay in lot nine. <laughs> but um, check it out. Like I said, uh, you know, it's one of these things like when people go, well, do you want to go good weather or bad weather? Either way, if the weather's great, the beach is great. If the weather's nasty, then you got storms. It's even better. Yeah, I and actually, you can I go all the way up around the peninsula. That. Yeah, yeah. that's the best part about the, co- the, it, the Washington coast and Oregon coast. Um, even if you want to, you know, I have some friends, you know, and clients down in Coos Bay, and I'll take that drive sometimes. You know, I mean, ha- just happen to go down and see clients, but I mean, go along the Oregon coast. If you haven't done that, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, the Moclips Highway out there. Yep. It's this little side detour highway. If you're coming, if you're going to do the loop, which is uh, Lake Crescent, and then. Over to Nia Bay and then down to Lake Quinault. Lake Quinault Lodge, beautiful drive through the rainforest down there. And on your way to Seabrook. Well, but Nia Bay is, is an up and back because you got – when you – Yeah, but I mean if you're going to do like the Olympic Peninsula Loop. Yeah, you got you go down through at Beaver and Forks and Oil City and all that. Yeah, from yeah. Nia Bay. Yeah. 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 But then you take the Moclips Highway out to the coast, and that highway is a riot. Uh, watch your speed. You're on – I think that's tribal land still. I could be wrong, but uh, – I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. They're not so forgiving <laughs> tickets out there, just so you know. But you don't have to go too fast to have a spirited and fun drive, and we highly what recommend you do it. What is the name of that road? Like the, it's the Moclip Highway. Mo- yeah, right. Okay, it is. Highway, yeah, yeah, I was just yeah. – we're definitely not looking at maps while saying this, or I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that lake was uh, Harrison Hot Springs. That's where my that's parents right. – the parents took their, uh, their honeymoon there back in 69. Oh. That's where my thick and nice. How are your folks doing? They're great. Did they they just drove back across the country again, right? Same That's thing. They were visiting yeah. my sister in Maryland. Good for Gee, them. you wonder where I get it from, right? I know. <laughs> my dad is 81 now, I believe. My mom is almost 80, and they still drive across country all the time. Your dad does not look nor act 81. No. Ever. So, <laughs> no. Uh, He's a hardworking yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very much. Very much. I mean, it's... I mean, I, like I said, I think that a lot of us around here, as much as we drive our cars, don't get out as, as much as we should. Um, uh, and growing up on the other side of the state, I'm a big fan like of, of going, you know, Coeur d'Alene and Priest Lake and heading into Montana. There's a lot of really great drives that you can get off I-90 on these side roads and really see some beautiful, beautiful country. Yeah, Lolo Pass is a really famous one, which is not the 90 pass. Lolo Pass is south of Coeur d'Alene, uh, going down a little farther toward Lolo. Shocking. Um I, w- I drove that not too rec- not too far back. I think it was last year I drove it, and I was in the Land Cruiser, actually. And it was winter, which has made it interesting, but also fun. Many moons ago. Many moons yeah. ago, yes. Yeah. And uh, it has a lot of frost heaves, so you definitely want to go out there with a softer sprung car. Um, even my 911 would probably be a little tough for that. But uh, if you have uh, like a Carrera 4S or anything that's uh, your Maserati would be fantastic for that. It's kind of funny. When you start looking at roads for fun, and you, you mean, everybody has like their favorite section, like High Ridge Road out here and Ben Howard and stuff like that. Those are great because they have really nice, smooth, great pavement. But you're going to miss a lot of the sights by sticking to the most perfect road conditions. I get it. Like We all want to have that really fun spirited drive where it's a 35 or 50 mile an hour road, but you can only really take it at 25 safely. So you get to really haul ass and not worry about going to jail. But uh, That is the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. Stay out of the silver bracelets. But as you get into what I think is the best driving I've done in the country, and that is northern Idaho and western Idaho, that literally the best driving I've ever done is in those areas of, of, the, of the country. It's safe right to there. go to northern Idaho, just not parts of northern Idaho. Right. <laughs> 
but uh, the roads aren't perfect out there. They just don't get updated that much. So for those of you who didn't spend the money on it, like, I need coilovers, and you've never been to the track, you're in luck. This is where you want to go. <laughs> Your money will finally be well spent. I mean, I, I grew up, like I said, I grew up on that side of the state and go, driving up in those back roads. and I mean, especially some of the farm roads and things like that are just incredible because the only people that are on them are combines and, and Ford trucks. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just... It's gorgeous country. In fact, Carl just got back. He was down in the Palouse this last weekend taking photos. And it, it made me make me miss kind of that side of the state. Yeah. It's so beautiful. He was up on Steptoe Butte taking photos. I'm going to post uh, his photo with this. I'm going to write that down. Uh, write that down. Because his, his photo that he took over there was unlike the I've ever seen the east side of the state. I've never seen it like that before. So I, it's worth pointing out. And it's, you guys, it's one of the reasons we're telling you to go do these drives is because you see things in a different way different times of the year. And if you're always taking that straight shot across 90 to get to Coeur d'Alene and go on the lake, yeah, Coeur d'Alene is beautiful. I love it out there on the lake. That drive around the lake is beautiful. Great car community there too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, the back roads around the wind turbines and stuff like that, that's where it gets really fun and beautiful in a way you just don't see. I was commenting on the, on the way back across the country. I came at the perfect time of year because we had a really wet season out there. I've never driven across the country and seen it anything but dirt brown that makes you just hate it. This was beautiful. Gorgeous green rolling plains for thousands of miles. It's the one time I've ever enjoyed it. <laughs> America the Beautiful. Yeah. Which was written on Pike's Peak, actually. That's where that song was written. There's a plaque of it up there when you drive up there. So if anybody's going up to Colorado, go up Your there. Your brain amazes me. It really does. Like <laughs> It has so much useful information. And then there's just these tidbits that get thrown in there. That it's like, oh, yeah, didn't know that. I am totally the read the signs person. When I go to some weird town in the middle of nowhere and I see a historic plaque, I am absolutely the guy who reads the plaque. We get it. it. You know how to read. Don't rub it in. <laughs> I sound things out very well. It takes me a while, exactly. but I've got nothing but time. You've got Google <laughs> Translator where you take a picture of the sign and it reads to you. Reads I know back. that. <laughs> oh, God. It's the only way to do it. Exactly. <laughs> Danger. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. Carlson. <laughs> skull bones. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Idaho. I mean, Idaho in general. Like, I mean, we've taken several trips, um, kind of more direct trips down to Boise, but some of the, what is the freeway, uh, the highway we took outside of Boise and went up to the, the, the ski resort that one time? Oh, up to, what is that mountain here? I figured you'd know it by name. You would think I would. Uh, Bogus Basin. Yeah, that was a really fun drive. Didn't even find it on the map yet as I'm looking, but yeah, yeah. Th that's a, it's kind of funny. There's a, there's a book I was read in middle school uh, called The Last Oasis. It was a children's or young adult book about, um, it was written in the 90s or late 80s, and you can really tell that the, the secret of the book was that Idaho was this last oasis for a place to go, which if you read the book to your kids, you're not going to be that impressed, honestly. Isn't that just Red Dawn? <laughs> Pretty much. I, mean, I know Spokane's in Red Dawn, so I mean that's close. Right? <laughs> but it's funny how we're, you know things sneak up in your mind that remind you reminds you of things, and that was one of them. And, and of the places I've traveled, Idaho and Utah tend to fall into that last oasis territory for me. No, not because they're red states for the <laughs> the conspiracy theorists on the on the sh listening to the show. But nobody was thinking that, Dan. <laughs> It's Seattle. Somebody was. Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but they have some of the best untapped driving roads out there. And uh, not heavily patrolled, honestly, because there's nobody out there. And they have really high speed limits of 80, 85 miles an hour, getting through most of the remote starts of the state, the st remote parts of the state. I can't talk today. And Good thing we got a podcast. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is like you go to places like Utah where you have Moab, which is beautiful, and there's a billion perfect roads you don't even want to speed through they're so beautiful and everybody's like oh it's so far out there because if you look at salt lake city it's just this it's literally the straight road for like 100 miles and it's awful but it's 80 miles an hour so it doesn't take you very long to get places when you can go a little more beyond that when passing constantly for 80 for 100 miles i still want to and I, and I intend to do it you know uh, when i left monterey last year we had a, i had planned you know, a lot we talked about it i picked my parents up in san francisco and we did we started our drive to um well we started to red rock and um and all of that but and i want to finish that drive the drive that we had kind of put together the zion before and everything in zion you know um but that was a part of the country that i had never been in and just absolutely gorgeous and i mean i'd like to have and looking back at it, good and bad of what happened um I would like to have spent more time there to actually hike and walk and, and you know, just going through the tour and driving through is, is incredible. Um, but really getting out and, and seeing these, these creations, you know, what you want, what do you want to call it? You know, 
the you know God's creation. Uh, Jesus came down and put a you know a nice tunnel for the cars. <laughs> that's Zion. There you go. So uh, that's 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 on my list uh, to do again. Let alone coming out of uh, Mammoth and heading over that way and being able to. I remember seeing a sign that says like you know next turn 100 miles and and I got there in an hour and I don't know how that happened but it's funny how time travels yeah. out there. <laughs> right up to the point where my mom noticed a sign that said cattle don't have fences and I was like oh I should slow down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> So to recap our list, we have Whistler. Yep. We have Nia Bay, and what was the one on the coast? Uh, ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Always a great drive. No matter where you're at, find a Ben and Jerry's. Did it this weekend. It really made my day better. I'm not gonna lie. It was a lot of fun. You're still going on until yeah. I got in there, and now I'm I'm a little bitter. Like you know, I'm a mint guy. I'm a chocolate chip guy. <laughs> and I get in there. I'm like, I want. We were in line. Okay, I'm 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 gonna rant for a second. We were in line for what? Like probably 20 minutes. We get up there, and I look at the girl, and I'm like, I'm in chocolate chip. She's like, we don't have that. I was like, all right, cool. I'll have cookie dough ice cream. And she goes, we don't have that either. She's <laughs> like, do you want milk and cookies? No. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> Give me back my soapbox. <laughs> all right. And then Coeur d'Alene to Lolo, and then down to Boise. Yeah. And uh, Boise, there's a... A little town called Whitebird. You're coming north out of Boise. You're going toward uh, just past McCall. Hell's Canyon is what it's most popularly called, that drive there. But anytime I show anybody a map to Boise. Is that the kidney killer? Uh, yep. That, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's actually that's Hell's Canyon East, and that's a, there's a copper mine city there. But anyway, this road is maintained not by the state of Idaho and not by Oregon, because it's right on the coast. It's actually maintained by the energy companies. What that means is nobody is there who does anything ex- unless they work for the energy company or they're fishing. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing. There's like one gas station. Um, uh, it's good to know La- where those are, though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you're going to go down to the Grand on your way to Boise. And you're going to take that left out of the Grand, and you're going to be in the middle of nowhere in about five minutes. It goes from population, and there's like a – La Grand's pretty good size for a town in the middle of nowhere. And then you just go to nothing. And you go to nothing for like 150 miles of switchbacks and nice blacktop and untraveled roads because no commercial traffic can take it. It's too it's too narrow and too uh, twisty for uh, semis. Okay. So everything either gets helicoptered in or they come in from the other side. Or And so the only people you have out there are the guys who work for the energy companies, the dams on the river there, or guys who are fishing. So you got a 55-mile-an-hour road with about 15 to 20-mile-an-hour turns. And it's not beaten down because it's low in the canyon, so it doesn't get frost heaves. And it's uh, smiles and bruised uh, kidneys. For, for those days. of us that don't know what this is, because I totally knew, uh, what's a frost heave, Dan? Frost heave is what happens when you have, so you, roads aren't laid down typically in highways in one giant strip of laid asphalt. They're laid down in sections that are, I think they're about 20 feet, and they literally truck them in, pop them down, and set it on top of gravel, yeah. and then they just put them in sections. Like, that's the quickest way to build a road that's not going to be traveled on too much. What happens in a frost heave is those sections between frost builds between those sections and raises the tar and expands. And so you get these little, like, they look like speed bumps, but they're shaped like triangles. They're not, they're rough. Is that where we, we hit uh, when we were heading down to Monterey yes. last year and, and before the bug death road? Yes, okay. right before the bug death road. That's called yeah. the frost heave. And so you end up with these really sharp, really tough speed bumps. And sometimes they go through and mow them down and fix them, but on roads like this that aren't well-traveled, not going to happen. Not, yeah. not going to happen. So anyway, Idaho in those sections is known to be very cold. And if you go outside a low, low pass, that's what you're going to run into is frost heaves. These are going to say this, this road doesn't have that. It just has great pavement. Okay. <laughs> and bruised kidneys. And sounds like, that sounds like a good way. I mean, so I sent a good lesson number of ours. Uh, James took his dad. <laughs> Didn't his, his exhaust fall off? His exhaust fell off. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, he's driving a Mustang. So <laughs> That was bound to happen. He fixed on the side of the road, but that road was so tough and so hard and so difficult. He was like, he messaged me for his, he still had a blast, but he had to do a roadside repair. But uh, it brings me to my next destination that I tell everybody is a must do in your life. This is, if there's anything you take from this, this is the bucket list item I tell everybody from here to do because you can do it within a week and really enjoy it. And it's easy. Legoland. (laughs) No? Oh, sorry. That sounds great, actually. Right? (laughs) But no, and that is Jasper, Alberta. Oh, and everybody's like, oh, Banff, oh, Lake Louise. No, Jasper. Uh, Jasper is nothing when you get there. It's, it's a ski town. It's cool. It's pretty. But the road from, it's actually Lake Louise, closer to Lake Louise than Banff. But the road from Lake Louise to Jasper is one of the most beautiful drives you'll ever do in your life. And any time of the year, it's the most beautiful drive you'll do in your life. 
If anybody's been to the Grand Tetons, you'll know what I mean. The mountains just seem to come straight up out of the ground to these beautiful jagged peaks. That's why it's so gorgeous. Well, it's 100 miles of that. And every one of these peaks is like the size of Mount Rainier. So it's hard to believe and hard to describe until you get there. The best thing is, is in summer, you can drive anything up there. Like the roads are gorgeous. Um, they are heavily sanded during the winter, so paint protection is a must for up there. And I actually, I tell everybody, the checklist for doing that drive is to lower your comprehensive deductible to as low as it'll go for that week and then raise it back up. Because you're probably going to take a giant rock to the windshield at some point or hit a moose, something. But beyond or that, both. Or both. A moose will throw a rock at your car. <laughs> right. I mean, I have Canadian seen, mooses. I've seen moose, grizzly, uh, a lot of bighorn sheep, everything up there. So, Redmond PD doesn't like what we're doing. Quick oh, that's fire department. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, so but on that drive, more importantly, you've got Emerald Lake Lodge, you've got Lake Louise, you've got Banff, you've got the Glacier Ice Fields up there. There's a million places to stop on the way. You've got the Area 27 racetrack on their way. If you go up to through Osoyoos, you've got all the wine country in Osoyoos. It's just that is a nonstop drive of blow your mind. And Radium Hot Springs on the way down. You'll go in through the... You can come back if you're through Which much... Which you'll need because you'll be sore from yeah, driving exactly. this much. Yeah, exactly. But then as you come in through Idaho, things get a little... Where am I? <laughs> There's like... I always tell the story. I came back across the border and I stopped at an espresso stand. I was like, ah, finally espresso as I'm driving for 12 hours straight. And uh, they had a contest that I could enter to win a free AR-15 or a quilt. <laughs> <laughs> you, you picked the quilt, right? Totally. Okay, good. Disappointed I didn't win either, but uh, welcome to Northern Idaho. Those, that's, that's, a, that's a very widespread on a, on a gift. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it was a handmade quilt from the community. Did it have AR-15s on it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then it doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> but if you want to get a real taste of Americana in Northern Idaho, <laughs> that's what you'll find. To be fair, you can win an AR-15 at the Million Dollar Cowboy Bar in Jackson Hole as well. I was going to say, imagine that. Guns in Northern Idaho. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> no one saw that coming. Absolutely. No, I mean, there's there's a lot of really great road trips around here that you can take in, you know, a day, day and a half if you need to, or really stretch them out. I mean, because you could, one of my favorite places to go in the world is Bozeman, Montana. Oh, yeah. I've never actually Bozeman. taken back roads there, but I mean, there's there's a lot of really great roads outside of Bozeman. Yeah, so, so Bozeman is uh, the, kind of the gateway before you head down into northern Yellowstone. It's where I tell everybody to, you can make a really, really long dra- drive, like leave here at five in the morning and just go to Bozeman. Like you'll get there in a day. It's not an exciting drive and it's a very long drive, but that's typically how you want to start. You used to be able to get there really fast when Montana had no speed limits. Yeah, that's true. So. It's still 80 through there still. until you get to town. It's 65 in town, which is still crazy. But <laughs> she's like, go through town. It's 65. But, uh, but yeah, getting there is really easy. And then you're just a quick shot down to Yellowstone. And everything south straight out of Bozeman is beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, I have taken a lot of the back roads out of there. They have a great car wash in town, too, by the way. Bozeman is a booming town. It's not cheap. They have great food, really great food, actually. Lots of great breweries there. Black Dog and everything. I mean, yep. Montana State University and all kinds of good fun stuff there. <laughs> I saw that look. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. He means more food. Yeah, more food. Oh, God. I'm hungry now. (laughs) And I want Ben and Jerry's for some reason. I don't know why. I think I blacked out there for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All that food talk is just hungry. I'm always hungry. My goal back in the day was to find how far could I drive in a day. That was what is the most I can push myself to to get to that destination. Yeah, I don't want to do that again. We went to L.A. That sucked. Yeah, I, I, sh- I was wrong about that, but I should make a correction on our last episode. We didn't do it in 16 hours. We did it in 22 with stops. Did we really? Yeah. It was 22 hours. What time did we leave? Because uh, we got there at like mid... Or did, was it midnight or it was later than midnight? Yeah, it was almost a full day. Oh, it sucked. Yeah, don't recommend that. <laughs> I'll give you that. It sucked. <laughs> it really did yeah. suck. So, there's a lot of reasons not to go to California. Most of the other people, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, speaking of which, though, that actually does bring me to my next one. You talked about Oregon and bringing it in there. Tons of back roads right off the coast there. There's, there's a million fun ways to get to the coast, by the way. If you ever go down, you can just take, if you want to get to the, the good stuff, just go straight down I-5, save yourself the time, and then cut in through a back road to the coast. Ton of fun. But Northern California, uh, for those of you going on the Seamont Rally or following us along on the Seamont Rally, as you should, you will see we are going to take some amazing roads through there. I have. I, I, I'm really excited. This is a route we actually haven't taken. No. Um, we've taken some of these roads, but we haven't taken a lot of these routes. Yeah. So what I did to plan the last day of the Seamont Rally to go from Shasta over is I found a bunch of people who had taken the roads I needed to on YouTube. That's so, the second to the last day. 
Second to last day, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah second to last day. As I found a bunch of videos. If on we were staying in Shasta. If we were staying in Shasta. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we're not good at secrets. <laughs> but people on the drive know. Yeah. Anyway, so that last section, though, um, I found a bunch of videos on YouTube of all the corresponding roads. I found people who had driven the roads, ridden the roads, and I found a couple guys on motorcycles. Motorcycle guys love back roads way more than people do because they want to avoid cars and traffic way more than we do because they get hit and die. So I found these guys who had done a bunch of YouTube videos for the roads I wanted to take. So I started emailing back and forth and conversing with these guys. They have been so helpful. And they're just, they're not YouTubers. That is not their thing. They're just guys who are filming for their buddies. And so they said, oh yeah, this thing is perfect. It's one lane at a bunch of spots, but nobody's on it. A lot of these are fire bypass roads. Their roads literally cut through the forest so that the fire departments have access to the forest during a forest fire. That's the only reason they exist. But they're paved. But they're paved, and they don't get a lot of snow, well, yeah. ever anymore in California. No. <laughs> so these roads are in great condition. And so as I was planning the route, he said I, he was really great. He said, uh, you know, we took this one. There's a bunch of gravel on corners in this section. It's like, but it was totally passable, or this one had more stops for gas. And these guys, you remember, motorcycle guys only have about 150-mile range, 100 if they're going really hard. If anybody knows how to ride, they cut their range quite a bit. So, yeah, that's a, another little pro tip there. If you find a road you're really unsure of, start looking for YouTube videos on it. Because if it's a good road, chances are somebody's recorded it. Even off-road, I see a lot of that. And then email those guys. Reach out to them. If it's their own videos and they're not YouTubers, quote-unquote, they only got like five videos and 20 plays for their buddies, chances are they'll get back to you right away and help you get in contact. Somebody watched my video. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And even better if they're local because uh, some of these guys will even go out and ride the road again and be like, yeah, that sounded fun. I'm going to go check it out for you and I'll let you know. Like, I'm doing this for you. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. great because when you're trying to find a road, that's the, nothing better than giving you a first-hand report and me not having to drive to California and check it out first. That's how I met Jared. He has that cup stacking, you know, station or, or you know, channel on YouTube. And, I mean, it's just, I mean, he's not competitive. And he's using styrofoam and it's broken. But that's a different story. My Russian doll channel is taking yeah, off thanks to you guys. That's huge. <laughs> I mean. Thanks to you and there's, Jason. There's a lot of hidden secrets in that channel. <laughs> um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll kind of wrap up this episode. Yeah. yeah. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. I didn't have to go pee this time. <laughs> I'm very proud of you, Nick. Thanks. It's the first time for everything. Yeah, well. I guess if anybody's doing a road trip with Nick, you should be aware of that. I have a small bladder. Every Get hour over it. on the, on it's the hour. It's not every hour on the hour. It's close to the hour. <laughs> it's well-timed. So, thank you. What is the one place you have wanted to go and haven't yet? Um, like, it, well, that's, a, that's a very, you mean drive-wise? Yeah, drive-wise, man. Not like New Zealand. That would be a difficult drive. Oh, I think it'd be fun. Hovercraft. <laughs> don't you get me started, Putnam. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'd want to drive there, but I, I have a, uh, I'd like to drive up into Maine. Maine oh, just yeah. seems like a really cool place. Like, and I think it may be something like off-road, like. A little farther into Newfoundland, maybe? Uh, maybe. Like, I mean, go up into Canada and stuff like that. Prince I think, of I, think yeah. I'd, I really, I would love to see the East Coast. I don't want to drive it. Um, I ha and I haven't had a chance to do that. I've spent very little time in New York and things like that. But I think, and I really, I mean, when I when I talk to like Amanda and everybody at Drivers Club, and they talk about that, uh, was it the Smoky GT that down there yep. was the tail of the dragon and all that. That is what brought me to this Absolutely. question. Actually, yeah. that is the one place I, I've always wanted to drive the keys, although I've heard it's boring. But uh, after seeing all the photos from Smoky's GT and just the speed limits in the keys are ridiculous, and the cops are horrible. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah. But ever since I've seen the photos from the Smokies GT that Drivers Club did this year, I'm like, man, one, I need a GT3 RS or GT2 or GT3 or GT4. I need a GT car. But uh, that drive looks incredible. Ask Doug. I think some old lady was screaming at him on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can bring the turbo. There you yes! Go. There you go. <laughs> I'm still going next it's year. It's so nice that he can let you bring your car. <laughs> hey, it's for a good cause, man. I'll drive whatever they want me to. So, I'll, Doug, Doug, I'll drive one of your cars for you. You don't have to ask. <laughs> right. Why is he shaking his head no so fast? <laughs> like, <that's>, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I know that answer. <laughs> well, uh, one of the things I do, for, for one, on the show, we don't actually plug Dan's drives for any reason because, one, it's not one of the money makers. It's just something I do for fun. It's never been that way. It's just something I like to do. You act like any of this is a money maker. <laughs> well, I mean, we have <laughs> we have sponsors that pay us. Oh, they yeah. Pay us for the, they pay us for the podcast, and it really just goes <laughs> which, back into operating costs. pays for the website. And pays for yeah, sure, and that's okay, all. It's yeah. like, hey, somebody yeah. pays for us to have fun, and we hopefully entertain some We have folks. been accused of doing this for the money, so, you know, <laughs> that's, that's just true. the way it, it goes. It makes me laugh yeah, every time. <laughs> yeah. But, um... One of the things that I do a lot is people will message me and they say, hey, I want to go here. What do you think? And um, on many occasions, I have planned out a road trip for people. And I love doing that. It's super fun for me because, one, I learn and I want to go new places. And it gives me keeps me up to date on those drives. I don't update the site nearly as much as I would want to. Hopefully, with my new schedule, I can work on that because I have some week time, free time. Which, But um, on this episode, when you see us post this, It'll be a little different. I'm doing this one more like a blog post where I will have links to all the drives we've talked about here, the roads I've taken to do them, stops along the way, and it's uh, instead of an extension of Dan's drives, these are my favorite places to go to, and Nick and I's favorite places to go, sh- go to, I should say. Luckily, we've done pretty much all the same stuff. But uh, if you have the time and you are looking for a place to go this summer or even into my favorite time, which is right after Labor Day, that last like two weeks of September when all the kids are back in school and all those resorts aren't crazy overpriced. That's like the perfect window um, for doing any road trip in the area. You've got until probably the first week of October then the weather turns bad, parks close, things like that. But I was going to say uh, one of my favorite places, my parents actually just went there last week is uh, Alderbrook. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Great. I mean, and you, there's a ton of ro- roads out there you can drive, but it's a great place to stay. Yep. And the neighbors are nice, too. The neighbors are very nice. <laughs> yeah. And they have one of the best breakfasts I've ever had. It's my little breakfast spot. It's uh, their chicken fried steak. It's like a tempura batter fried steak, and it's all locally sourced. Yeah, I'm hungry it's enough right incredible. now. Incredible. Okay, anyway, on. yeah. Nice. It's a, popular, it's a popular drive for all the clubs in the area. Yeah. But speaking of clubs, welcome back, Adam. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. I feel like there's a there's an opportunity there for like a drive concierge, like the people ask you, like a custom drive. Like, cause mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, even though the drives are out there on the website, which is a great website and it has all the drives, people are still like they want they want a custom, they want something. They don't just want to go on the website and and take one of those drives. That they. They feel like they need some personal touch. Hey, I have a hard enough time getting him to come here on Monday nights. I don't need him doing <laughs> more crap, okay? Honestly, if, if, if I could turn that into something lucrative, that would be like my dream job. Uh, not lucrative. That, that's yeah. impossible. But, you know, could you? We yeah. could get a guy named Luke to do it for you. <laughs> lucrative. You could pay for the website hosting, maybe. Yeah. But yeah hey, lucrative. what's going on with Avance? Do you have anything that's coming up that's not booked that we can get, tell people to go to? <laughs> Every time you come on here, you're like, well, we're going to do this event, but you can't come. And we got this event, but we're so we're so successful. And this is such a fun it's, club. You can't come. It's the timing of it. <laughs> I all. know that's the problem. No, we have lots of fun stuff coming up. Um, Avance Fest. Avance Fest is on the thirtieth. Yes, June thirtieth. So that is wide open. There is no cap. I mean, obviously, it's just for members. Um, but that is going to be a lot of fun. So that's on the thirtieth. So we're going to have a wet skid pad. So that'll be a lot of fun. We're going to have the like, drone above the wet skid pad, taping everybody's turn on the skid pad. So we're going to cut little slice and dice, little clips for everybody to have of them Sweet. going around. We're going to have a photo booth where the car drives up in the background. So we talked about that. I still don't know what that backdrop is going to be. I thought you said, like, I like uh, the Mario Kart idea. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, so do I. I told you to do the Hot Wheels thing. You keep turning me down. No, not going to do the Hot Wheels <laughs> thing. But that'll be fun. Yeah, so that a lot of fun stuff. Stuff is, is happening on the, the 30th. We what if you did a Matchbox car? Like yeah. <laughs> they did the Hot Wheels thing. What if you did Matchbox? You know, but why? we're not Matchbox. <laughs> well, so we're not Hot Wheels either. <laughs> I think we should reach out to a previous guest of ours' parents who still, or her dad still works at Nintendo. Oh. There's got to be something there for us. I'm just saying. Jillian's dad still works at Nintendo. Well, well, I might do a Mario Kart, but I probably won't pay for the licensing or whatever I should pay for. Well, is that what you're it's, a good, <laughs> it's a good thing you're not saying this on anything that goes nationwide. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, no, nobody's, no. nobody's listening to this. <laughs> um, Thanks. <laughs> Sponsorship so dollars well spent, just, I see. I'm just joking. Uh, hopefully, yeah, nobody nobody cares that we'd use it like a Mario Kart backdrop. Well, as long as it wasn't Mario Kart licensed, but I would love yeah. to see some involvement from Nintendo because I know you have a lot of members that work there as well. That'd so. be great. It could yeah. be a yellow brick road. It could be like a Wizard of Oz. Slash oh, Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road. Thing, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm still waiting for that perfect idea, though. So, Nick, okay. Dan, if you guys come up with it, let me know. Right. I just gave you one. 
But that'll be fun. Before that, on the 23rd, is Wagon Fest at Dirtfish. So that's that's not an Avance event. That's just something that I put on because I'm passionate about wagons because I'm a wagon nerd. So that's on June 23rd at Dirtfish. Uh, so if you have a wagon or you like wagons, then definitely come on You want to define wagon? Or, you want to define as wagons? I <laughs> as I said before, if you identify as a wagon, oh, wow. you are welcome to come. I'm a meat popsicle. <laughs> and if you work for Audi and you're still thinking about RS6 Avant, <coughs> yeah. give me that damn car yeah <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll we'll have some some great we'll, uh, so volvo's bringing their pull stars uh porsche's bringing the turismo wagon the panamera. The panamera that thing's cool turbo sport turismo which is like the worst name ever but uh they'll be there with that we'll have you know i i hope we'll have the rs4 josh decker's rs4 hope that that'll be cool. there too so so yeah so that should be a lot of fun that's um, gonna be neat yeah i love wagons so that's that's my thing and of course we have I love scotch Okay. <laughs> and of course, we have Radwood next month. So we'll keep yeah. playing that as well because that's going to be super cool. And you're yes. a part of that too. Yes, yes I am. Okay. Yes. Yes. So we'll have a big presence there. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So we're already are planning our outfits. Well, are you bringing anything, Dan? Are um, you you got to buy something for that. No, I, I might reach out to some people to drive something, but I won't bring anything. Uh, but I, I'll be there. Well, hopefully, I'll be there. It depends on work. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'd love to be there just to be Way there. Way to put so. him on the spot, Adam. Great job. Well, anything. Who, who, it's, on, it's on like a Saturday. Who works on a Saturday? I work seven days on, seven days off. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Well, the whole cloud runs off of Dan's computer. So let's just remember <laughs> that. Oh, okay? you didn't know that? <laughs> yeah. No. Dan yeah. is the cloud. I spent over 35 hours on the phone last week. Oh, wow. Just on, on the phone. <laughs> that sounds like a fun job. <laughs> no, actually, I love my job, to be fair. Yeah, um, but when you're in the catalog business, it's different. Right, so, I mean, you know. It's just <laughs> Nick will be there. Yeah, exactly. You'll, Comcast you'll What page support. was that on again? <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, I'll definitely be there. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get my outfit ready. Uh, you Jer- have an outfit for an event? I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. I look at most of the outfits in my, in my closet, and I go, well, I've already worn them. People have seen this, so I've got to come up with something else. So I have so nothing to wear. It's an interesting problem when you have too many outfits for a specific event. I'm aware. I'm excited. I grew up in the 80s. I don't yeah. remember it, but, you know, it's different reasons. Excellent. I've never wanted a GTA Trans Am so bad in my life. Right? Just my, all my Knight Rider dreams. Are I want a Countach. Right if, if you're going to go to Radwood, you've got to have, like, a Countach. Like, you know. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you need a Countach. <laughs> everybody needs a Countach. Have you ever yes. driven a Countach, by the way? By the no. Day? I hear it's pretty bad. Don't meet like, your heroes. No, <laughs> I hear it's not the very The pedal box enjoyable. off of the, you know. Yeah. Like, you think the Murcielagos and stuff are bad? Like, it's just, like, yeah. what you see is forward like this and then nothing else. You what? just blink and hope people are paying attention. <laughs> What's nice it. about a Countach is it's really cool inside. Like, you don't overheat at all. <laughs> Because you can roll the windows down all the way, like six inches. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> helpful. That's, That's helpful, helpful, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. No, that'll be fun. I, I'm really looking forward to Radwood. And Art is going to be the guest next week, correct? Uh, coming up on here. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. Way to give it away. Thanks. Oh, I'm... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never know who the guests are. I just well, that's why the things are we're in common because we don't either. <laughs> so, yeah. No, we actually have a lot of really good guests coming up. He is, uh, he is coming up. I'm not sure uh, what his exact okay. date, but he is coming up very soon, which I'm excited to uh, to pick. We pick, we met him down. We met him and um, I forgot the other gentleman's. Uh, we met down Lane? in Scottsdale. This, this Maybe year, this Lane. Year. I think so. I believe so. Yeah. Thanks yeah. to Chrissy and Ashley. Yeah, at yeah. a Haggerty party. Yeah, with Chrissy from. Nice. LeMay, where nice. it's being hosted. It's funny how it's a small world. We yeah. keep saying that. The things people force us to do. I know. What a rough time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode, Dan. I think yeah. we've, we've said what we needed to say. Carl, I will beat you with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's excited. Yeah, that, that's not that's not a reason. To, oh, good God! Put your the pants Brits. back on. Yeah, put your <laughs> pants back on. Uh, <laughs> We don't have any fun at all. Great, I'm speechless now. Thanks, Carl. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If you're not in the audience, you should be a Drivers Club member and an Avance member, but it's a good time. Okay. Uh, For (laughs) Racing Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.